Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Pues, hora, Lugo. Orale. It's been Buenos a Buenos dias, Chief. Uh, gosh, at least a week since we talked. I know. Uh, you know, time flies when we're having fun or something like that or getting old. And I, and I, I kind of feel like you're getting old. So, Me? Uh, no. no. No, not at all. We, we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago, Lugo. You are getting old. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I had one. Uh, I mentioned my age, or well, that I know uh, the first of April, and I don't know how many years. That's when I first got promoted to chief master sergeant, and I posted it on Facebook. And one of a couple of folks were giving me a hard time. Uh, that was before I was born, and blah blah blah. blah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you just be respectful. At yeah. Least. Yeah, but, why did you have to say that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. Before I was born, can you say something yeah. else? Like, uh, oh, in history, this happened, you know, in the year so-and-so, yeah, you know, yeah. or something like Adam and Eve were, you know, walking around the earth when this, you know, but this, that you were not born? No, I'm just kidding. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the time does uh, go pretty quickly, especially as you get older. So you've been running around. Uh, I hope you've had uh, good health. We haven't talked about you were you were ill for a while, so you back to normal, whatever yeah. normal is. Yes, it's uh, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, happy thoughts, uh, yeah. staying busy, uh, yeah. doing podcasts. Uh, all of that stuff helps. <laughs> yeah, well, it keeps your mind going at least. Yeah, my dad, God bless him. Uh, uh, vitamin C was his go-to remedy for everything. You know, I, uh, you get a cold, start taking vitamin C and I guess it worked, you know, cause, uh, uh, he, he never went to the doctor until about a month before he died. So, mm. um, you know, wow. all those old remedies, uh, you know, there, there's some merit to it, but, um, anyway, wow. uh, the, what I wanted to talk about today, Lugo is one of my favorite subjects because I am an expert at it. And I thought I would uh, be able to help you along this. Tell uh, me, tell me, what are you talking about? It's uh, an expert on this. I am. I am. It's called, uh, uh, it's the H word, uh, humility. Oh, humility. I, I'm yeah. sensing it. I'm definitely sensing the humility. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I, I am. Perfect. I am an, an expert on humility and, um, <laughs> and, and everyone that uh, I mentor, uh, I expect them to have it. This is, we, I have a, a very uh, uh, rigorous program for teaching people how to be humble. Uh, usually oh. it starts with slapping them upside the head and uh, having them mm. listen. Kind of like when we first met, if you remember. Yeah, that, that's how it sounds. Upside huh? the head. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wall-to-wall -wall counseling. Well, that's right. That's <laughs> people right. People used to say. <laughs> we used to say, "Come to Jesus meeting." Oh, uh, uh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah. My, but, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, can I talk with you offline? That's what people people say now. Now, now right. that's that's what people say now, right? That's that's the new wall-to-wall -wall counseling or the new. Oh, is it? So it's uh, let let's talk offline. It yeah, means, it means or uh, let's stay after school. You know, in uh -huh. meetings. That's a little more, uh, I would say, well, it, 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 that's the next level up 
things are yeah. not doing good and you and i gotta talk yeah, we're, we're gonna have a, a chat i'm gonna have yeah, to fix you yeah and that, that's <laughs> a, such a such a not good way to start a conversation yeah right yeah uh, because that uh, right away you're on the defense or you're you start thinking if you had all the good intentions and that's what happens right intentions and how people receive things but you have the uh, you probably were in the mood or or going with the flow and then all of a sudden you hear this this uh let's talk after school or can yeah. we take this offline yeah uh, or stay 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 back before uh, any everybody else you're dismissed uh can you stay yeah uh, so that yeah. that right there puts everybody in the defensive and then you know you your guards go up right. humility is uh okay now i gotta think about this thing humility because yeah. I, i think i gotta defend myself yeah yeah and, and, and we're you know we're human we're defensive we that happens so But, you know, and uh, and I know you know because we've known each other for many years, but that was one of the topics that I used to uh, uh, talk about in my courses at uh, the Air Force Academy, humility. And How do you uh, define it? Uh, well, that's it's defined, and I don't – you can look it up. You can Google well, how, it. How do you but, define it? Well, he, it doesn't matter so much about how I define it, I think, Lugo, is how do we assess it. You know, uh, humility, what is it? Blanchard says thinking, not not thinking about yourself less, but thinking about less. No, not thinking about, not thinking less of yourself, but thinking about yourself less. That, and I guess that's a description. That's not a definition. But uh, especially as leaders, you know, I think, in, at least in my perspective, my experience, I, I always respected uh, humble leaders more than those that were just, in many uh, toxic i guess in, in many ways but um, but the part the problem with humility i think is that who decides whether you're humble or not of course yeah. and that's what you that you were saying assessing humility or this or def defining humility we we have to define it because then once we you define it you understand what it is what's going to be the standard. And then you can begin to think about an assessment where I was poor in here. Do I need to work on this? But if I don't have an idea of how that looks like, I just, I don't know if I have humility. Yeah. And somebody and else will have to tell me. Right. But, but, but by definition, you, you, the only person who really knows whether you're humble or not is you. Mm. You know, we, yeah. we can set all those parameters. Uh, a humble person does this, a humble person, but but who knows if that, you know, because I think it's spiritual. It's not uh, uh, an active thing. You can't say, you have to you have to say, sir, 15 times to be humble. There, there You can't measure it that way. It's yeah. just something that I feel I'm being humble. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be selfless. Who says you're selfless? You know, who's going to define that? Who's going to measure that? You know, although we say that the other people do. Well, I can. Well, here's a good example. We went, I was in uh, with this team from the Air Force Academy. We went up to Denver to listen to John Maxwell, the, the speaker, the uh, professor. The, well, he's not a professor, but an author. And uh, as we were waiting for him to, to speak, he comes out to the, the front of the auditorium And it was funny because everybody else says, oh, there's the, the Dr. Maxwell. I'd love to go talk to him. And while they're talking about how they'd love to talk to him, I go over and talk to him. And 
we have a great conversation, great conversation, wonderful man. And we're, and, and you know, funny that most of the conversation had to do with me, what I was doing, not what, because I wanted to know what he was doing and mm-hmm. he was wanting to talk, talk to me about me. So uh, we, we, he gets up on stage finally and does his, uh, his presentation on the way home. Some of the folks in the in the van were talking about how uh, how rude and and uh, man he's uh, you know I, I didn't like the way his presentation and no humility and I said wait whoa 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 how can it, I mean this is a, a very humble man based on my discussion particularly before he started doing his presentation you know and you know you're a presenter you're a speaker when you get up there uh, you got to be on point you can't be yeah you are humble I think as a speaker. But still, you got to make these points. You're, you, you know, you, the you're, you're a little bit different. The mask goes up because I'm doing a presentation. Now I'm the expert, whether you like it or not, because you paid to see me. Uh, so anyway, this the their assessment of him was that he was not humble. My assessment, because I got to know him a little bit, was yes, he was very humble. So there again, same. We heard the same thing, Lou. So you see, that's the reason why you got to understand what that is, you know, because people believe that humility is meekness, right? It's it's appearing to be, well, what do you think? You know, Mm -hmm. no, that's not. So uh, when I, when I think about humility, I I think obviously what you mentioned uh, about thinking less uh, of uh, not, not thinking less of myself, but thinking less about myself and and more about the job that I got to do, what I got to do with others but really for me is to understand that that i know who i am that i understand that i have certain expertise but that i also understand that i don't know everything right and that i need that i am in this quest for knowledge and for the, in this quest for wisdom yes. and and doing that i cannot negate what i know but i and i'm also able to understand that the person that i'm speaking to may have you know all of us we're created with tremendous gifts, and I cannot think of myself, you know, more than you. But I can also think, uh, I cannot think of you more than I in regards to stature, because because we all been created with these gifts, and and I need you as well as you need me, and we can we can engage in this type of relationship where both of us can can be better if we are together and if we can share our gifts. And in my quest to find this wisdom, I can do it with you. And so that's, I think that's humility is being able to understand that together we can, we can find, uh, but it's now for me to try to impress you. If I'm trying to impress you with what I know, then, then that means to me that I am, uh, I am uh, walking that fine line on the border of okay, not not humility, and right. and so that's I think that we have been given these this uh, this wisdom. Uh, we have found different things, different experiences, so we can share them with others. You know, we all of us have a, a mission, right. and we all had to understand what that mission is in um, in our lives and with others. But we can never negate what we know, and negating what we know is not humility. It's actually it's it's a, it's stealing from others to tell you the truth yeah. because you're not giving from what you have. Right. Right. And as a leader, I, I, again, as I said a while ago, the, the leaders that I've worked with that were humble were of course, the people that I would go to war with, I would die for in a second. 
No, no question. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you've mentioned General Dunbar, you've mentioned some, you know, you, some people that you, uh, you worked with, with and still know who, if they called you right now and said, Lugo, I need you, you wouldn't question it. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Because they're, and, and they're not arrogant. They're not the ones that go around telling you how smart they are. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, I used to get uh, dissed for at, at the academy when I taught the, at the academy was that, uh, I uh, I thought too highly of the cadets. Can, can you believe that? How can you think too highly of cadets? People who are giving you know their life for four years at least to learn to be leaders. They're stupid. But nonetheless, you know you're you're uh, you're uh, boosting their ego. Well, yes, maybe. But I think there's a difference between a strong ego and a big ego. The strong mm. ego is the one, like you just said, I have these talents, I know this stuff, and I can share them with you. Where the big ego, and you know that guy that walks around telling everybody, strutting around, saying, hey, look at me, look at me, how great I am, you know? And uh, yeah, absolutely, we don't need that, but we do need a strong ego, especially in the in the profession of arms, because, you know, uh, the reality of it is we expect those, those youngsters, even us old, oldsters while we're serving, uh, to be willing to die for our country. I mean, that's high humility to be willing to say, hey, and I, and having said that, Lugo, you know, I'm not sure that people are willing to die for their country, but I am sure that people are willing to die for their buddy, the person next to them, you know, and that's high humility. I'll die for you. So um, uh, anyway, I, I just looked up the, the word humility and the definition, the dictionary.com says a modest or low view of one's own importance. Mm. You know, okay. so I measure my humility. You don't. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and in regards, but in that regard, yes. In, and I think that's part of that internal vector. Yes. Right. If yes. you, if you, if in locus of control, so you think that, that you, so you make an assessment and based on that, that's how you behave with others. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's true. I think that also, in in that regard, there is the other piece of that. Others judge your humility based on their own definition, what they think. Right. But I think overall, which may not be, well, may not be accurate. It, well, yeah, it may not be accurate because you see, all of us together, right? We have normalized a version of what we think humility is in our culture, right? So that's why organizations have their culture, and in that type of, of culture. We kind of understand, uh, right? Because the uh, culture is the, the the values, beliefs, what is what what we know in our organization to be the rules. Uh, some and some of them are written, and some of them are not. And those that goes to symbols, you know, stories, uh, legends, all of those things. And we, as we are ingrained in in an organizational culture. We begin to normalize different things. Sometimes we just, just these things, we just don't think about them, but we normalize. And we, one of the things that we normalize are definitions. Yeah. And in this yeah. case, we come up with a definition, a common definition of what humility is. And somebody comes in or you are acting, right? Whenever you have the floor or somebody else have the floor. And, and I don't mean uh, a person is, is in a platform. And I'm talking about uh, having the floor, the person talking with you or talking with the team. At that point, we make assessment. We make the assessment yeah. uh, if the person is, is humble or not. And uh, and especially that comes to play when we're asking people 
to make decisions or do some work that we may not be uh, at par with it. You know, we, so for, this is what I mean. So you have a, a, a leader who has been given a task and this task may have been difficult. And this person has to go to his team or her team and just convince everyone that this is the way we're going to go. Mm -hmm. At that point, right, a lot of the members in that team may not agree with what she has to say as a leader. But and and so then they're going to judge, you know, how much do you think, you know, look, this person is talking like like uh, like she thinks she knows or, or this person is, you know, what does he know about this? I am. But look, you know, and in, in, in some cases, uh, part of what the the team does not understand the behaviors of the leader at that point is to trying to uh, just the example of John Maxwell is a good one, trying to to establish some credibility. Right, because in the end, credibility is the foundation for leadership. I mean, uh, if people do not believe you are who you say you are, they're not going to follow you. Right, and so, and so the leader has to make a lot of decisions and act in particular ways to establish that credibility. We hope that the leader has established the type of relationship that have made a strong bond across the different members of the organization, so the leader doesn't have to try to resort to faking that credibility yeah. and then look arrogant and like uh he or she does not know what uh, what what he or she is saying and so th those i think are different paths uh different situations and different points of view from the followership perspective as they're looking at a leader and assessing if the leader is humble or not and then as we are getting feedback from the from the members of the team from the team we are also making adjustments to ensure that we can get to that point where we are you know credible that they can see that we are being honest that we have the competency and that we're looking forward so they can be safe and that is a that is a difficult situation you see we don't think about it, but these dynamics are happening all the time. Every time the leader is asking, you know, the team members to do things that they may not always agree with. Yeah. Leading. And, and one of the, one of the aspects of it, I think, and again, you know, we're the only ones that are really no kidding going to be able to assess whether we are humble or not. But as people perceive us as humble or not, or different levels of it, I guess, is, uh, service oriented if uh, if i if the leader is service oriented then he or she is going to be more perceived more as humble than if they're not does that make sense right the, we're, i'm here to serve and and, and again I, I don't know i think i've met uh, general dunbar but my sense is that uh, general dunbar is willing to serve others and and uh, uh, expresses that in behavior or words or whatever hence you follow because that seems to be humble Does that all of that makes any sense well i i think that absolutely you have to understand the intention intention of the yeah. leader yeah. right I, and, and what you perceive what you perceive right because i'm going to uh, go with this person so i mean three great leaders you know general carter uh, back when we stood up this particular organization, she seemed to be, uh, you know, knowing her, right? She, uh, 
complete servant leader. And, and I mean, she almost, she fits the definition. Uh, General Dunbar, different, complete, different character, right? But it's just the the amount of, I mean, she would pour herself into the organization and, and the amount of work she would do the same thing. Um, General uh, Spacey, another great leader and very visionary also. And, it, and that's the way he would lead. Mm-hmm. And 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 I I would think that uh, you know every er, all three of them had different ways of managing the future and managing the organization, and um and but the, all of them, in my opinion, they had they did have the, in their mind the the goodness of the organization and its people. I mean, they were focused focus and ensuring that people have what they needed. So what you're talking about servant leadership, part of that is, you know, developing people so they can transform the organization, not rather from top down, but from all aspects. And and this was very important to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough, uh, tough topic, but, uh, but like I said at the beginning of the episode, I am the expert on it. And mm. if, uh, if anyone has any questions, please connect with me and I will tell you exactly how to be humble. i'll talk to you uh, next week all righty talk to you soon all right thank you for listening we hope today's topic connected with you and help you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives if you'd like to connect with us find us at leadersandfutures.com and if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies We have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great.